0: For the past few years, I did notice that a lot of like talented people who get interested in furries have started to rise on social media. Some like to draw, some like to make merch or fursuit, or some are just like, really good at interacting with other furries from around the world. So I do hope like the, fur- the furry fandom here will expand more than that in 5 years.
1: Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Fox & Burger podcast, where we bring you closer to the Asian furry fandom one episode at a time. I'm your co-host, Michael the Matcha Fox. And I am Burger. And today, we're taking our first ever trip to Vietnam with our guests, Kusu, an artist, and Bio, a fursuiter and fursuit maker.
2: In this episode, we took a look at our guests' backgrounds while also discussing the current state of the Vietnamese furry fandom. We also discuss whether the Vietnamese community is more influenced by the East or the West. And how furries in Vietnam beat up with one another. Finally, we talked about the future of Vietnamese furries and whether a Vietnam Furry con is possible in the near future. We're excited to finally take a peek into Vietnam, so sit
1: back and enjoy some Vietnamese iced coffee and pho. Okay, so welcome, Bio and welcome, Kusu, to the podcast.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello.
1: Yeah, I, I think, what, this is our first episode, right? Uh, going to Vietnam?
2: Yeah, we've gone to other Southeast Asian furries, but we haven't been to Vietnam. We've been to, like, Indonesia and Thailand and stuff like that, but not Vietnam yet. So, this is always good to have a first.
1: Yeah, Kusu and B.O., I think you guys have been on the list for some time as well, I met Kusu back in, what was it, Furum? We were just talking about this a moment ago. Was it Furum 2018, 2018, right? No, 2018,
0: and... it's like when you first met bill
1: right? Well, but when did I first meet you? I thought it was also at Furum, right?
0: Yeah, it's also, it was also in Furum.
1: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I met both of you at Furum 2018 and shout out to CT. I think it was actually CT who introduced us. And I think, like, we were going around KL, I think, uh, during that trip. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to see you guys. It's unfortunate that uh, I couldn't see you in Vietnam. I believe Berger and I, we, we both have not been to Vietnam, but it's definitely
2: on our lists. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that we haven't tried. I've tried before, got stuck in Malaysia, and had to go back to the U.S., unfortunately, just due to how the flight plan was arranged uh, someday in the future. Maybe we can make that happen.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's go ahead and begin with our first question. Briefly tell us about your fursona, what you do in the fandom, and how you became a furry. Uh, and by the way, let's keep the order with Kusu first, and then Bio second. So Kusu, would you like to begin?
0: Oh, uh, Hi. I think you guys may know about me as the name Kusunagi, but I prefer the Kusu for short. My persona is a blue wolf. If I remember correctly, I've been like furry since 2009. But fun fact, it was in 2018 that I started to make my own persona. The reason why it took that long was because back then I was not very good at drawing.
2: Mm -hmm. I've actually been around in the fandom since that time frame as well, 2009, 2010. And I was fortunate to have someone basically design and draw a persona for me when I needed one back then. And I've gone through a couple of different species and renditions since then. Uh, and I'm settled right now on burger, my bull, my precious bully boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Kusu, you mentioned that you're a blue wolf. Then your profile picture, is it a red wolf or is that another like OC? Oh, it's just my OC. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I like him. He looks cool. <laughs> and then how about you?
3: Oh, oh, hello. I'm Bill, And uh, my uh, fasuna is is uh, Husky. Um, I'm uh, a researcher and a research maker. Actually, I'm I'm also showing um, the fandom in around uh, uh, 20, uh, 2009 and twenty ten.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. Everyone here has been a fandom for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So during
3: that time, um, like um, before that, like I'm also like a fan of cartoon and animals. And at that time, i was I was looking at YouTube video about like um, Disneyland. I'm um, accidentally uh, found out about the the convention for furries. If I remember right, it's like further confusion.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So after that, I'm yeah I'm I'm joining the fandom after that.
2: Right. So you started with videos about Disneyland. Yeah. And found out about FC. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any sort of similarities? I guess the first one would be like yeah, like they uh, both have mascot <laughs> characters, yeah.
3: Yeah, they both have like mascot character, and like um, mm, I really like to like see all of my character, like my favorite character, uh, become alive.
2: So mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what my favorite character would be in Disneyland. It would have to be at this point. It would have to be Nick Wilde. No, it's um before that is Stitch. Stitch. Oh yeah, Stitch. Yeah, is Lilo and good Stitch. Too. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys, for briefly introducing yourselves. Let's into our next section, the guest spotlight. So again, we'll ask questions for Kusu first, and I guess Bio, you can just kind of sit tight if that's okay. Um, for Kusu, what got you into art? We know we know that you're an artist. We know that you have a lot of followers. You're actually one of the few Vietnamese artists I I know. So yeah, what got you into art? And and what was the spark? Well. <laughs> I think like then when i was watching cartoons and
0: play video games and i saw many furry characters and i fell in love with the character design one day i had an urge to draw a furry characters then that passion started to rise when i saw other amazing art about furries on the internet like i told you guys like i joined furry fandom since 2009 right mm-hmm. and it was then that Drawing became my hobby. Another fun fact that after I graduate, I was going to be a professional program engineer, but mm. I found it didn't suit me well. So I became a concept artist
1: instead. And you said you became a concept artist, but like you mean like freelance or like you worked with a company?
0: I work for studios where they are oh, making wow. mobile games. So yeah. In, uh, oh. in, in Vietnam? Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool, cool.
2: So a concept artist and a professional one at that. That sounds like a pretty good career choice. But let's talk more about your freelance work more in the furry side. So can you tell us about some of the interesting pieces that you've drawn for furries? Well, there are actually many interesting pieces, but
0: I think I can show you guys later. But like... Because when I I was working on them, I intend to like change my progress regularly to make the drawing more interesting. And I also have a chance to discover a new way to work on it.
2: Yeah, I've seen artists kind of update, quote unquote, their uh, drawings like a few years later, like five years, 10 years after the fact. It is always good to see the kind of progress and the kind of techniques that they've learned after the fact. So that is something that I like to see, especially this is on Twitter. I like to browse through a lot of art through Twitter. Uh, other websites, maybe not so much. Yeah, so Kuzu, like, I'm just scrolling through your Twitter
1: here um, as we've been talking, and it looks like you've done dojinsis before. Is uh, is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about. Like, dojinshi seem to be this sort of thing that is really popular in Asia. And we just had an episode with Japanese furs with Casey um, Geppei in June. And we talked a little bit about uh during that episode, and so I, w- I wanted to ask, like, so, so, what's your current dojinshi? Like, 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 can you tell us a little bit about it without spoiling it, of course.
0: Current dojinshi, I think, like, I think it is true that very douj- dojinshi are very popular in Asia, and mm. I was lucky enough to be working on a Japanese dojin back in 2019. Oh wow! Mm. And my current dojin right now is is the. Patreon exclusive, so I, I think I can't tell anything much about it, but I'm also working mm-hmm. on another doujin.
1: Yeah, doujinshi, like, again, like, I think they're really popular in Asia. I don't actually collect them. Um, I used to do that in the past, but then I realized that, well, uh, uh, I'm more of a minimalist and I, I usually like to see other people happy, so I just started giving them out. We've got, like, a lot of doujinshis here in Taiwan as well, and I, th- I think they're really special. At least some of the, the doujinshis I've seen, I think they're, like, OCs, I guess. They're, like, OCs, and then I've also seen doujinshis where they're based off of, like, a already existing character. I think the concept of doujinshis is just really fascinating, because I don't really see that in the West. We might start having, quote-unquote, doujinshis in the West, but I I, I don't think they're that common.
2: I think it would be more common for that to be, like, an online webcomic or Mm -hmm. just a digital-only kind of a thing, rather than, like, a physical book that you can buy.
1: Yeah, that was my quick question. If I could ask a quick question for Akusu, like the digenshis that you have worked on or are currently working on, do you ever plan like just printing them out, like getting a publisher and printing them out and that kind of stuff and selling them that way?
0: Well, I do have like a plans for that, but for now I will stick with the <laughs> current track first. Yeah, online, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That's always a safe bet. Now, how about when people sell these doujinshi books or any other kind of merchandise? They usually go to a market or a convention to do that. Can you tell us a bit more about the anime conventions or doujinshi markets that where you can seek this kind of stuff uh, over in Vietnam? So, I think
0: like in Vietnam, we don't usually have like this selling this for doujin here unless like you have if you want it and you have to like order it yourself from overseas to get it. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, can you give us some more details about these anime conventions or doujinshi markets in general? Like, how are they like in Vietnam? Like in general. In general, uh, I think I think like a lot of
0: furries like it, but like since we can't we cannot buy it here, and it's like we either make try to make one or we try to order it from overseas, especially like from Taiwan. Vietnamese furry like we we love. Doshinshi from Taiwan. <laughs> because there's a lot of good yeah, Doshinshi right. there. Oh, yeah.
1: There are.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I do appreciate some of the Doshinshi that are in Taiwan as well, especially the ones that I saw at Furimosa. Well, personally, mm-hmm. I prefer
0: some Japanese Doshinshi. And if I remember correctly, Michael, I think the first time when we met, you also gave me like one Dojin from Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which do one? You remember was that?
2: Which
1: one? <laughs> I, I, th- I know I gave you. Which one was it?
0: I can't remember. I I don't I don't know the uh, wait I can't say the name.
1: I don't know how to say the name, but like I oh uh, we re- love it. <laughs> I see I see in Asia we like almost everyone instantly recognizes what they are. I love I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, and then we'll just give one more question to Kusu before moving over to Bio. So then Kusu, what would be your best advice for new artists, whether they be in Vietnam or anywhere else in the world?
0: Well, I would say, like, when you just started drawing, even if, like, you learn you're self-learning or you went to art school, focusing on art fundamentals is, like, the important part. And mm-hmm. try to always draw something every day. Well, it doesn't have to be a serious drawing. Sometimes it can right. be a fun like, sketch. Yeah, just to just relax. Sketching. Yeah. And mm. <laughs> always looking for reference when you're Oh, learning. yeah, yeah.
1: I re- yeah, mm-hmm, yeah 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 mm-hmm. I remember you guys always talk about that in, in <laughs> like when I visit you guys in your server like people yeah yeah great advice thank you so much
2: yeah so now let's talk a little bit more about bio so tell us about your fursuit suit making what first got you into creating furry costumes the biggest reason is um, the cost for for commission uh, for
3: suit is uh, extremely high yeah yeah. Week, um, in Vietnam,
1: that would be a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it could be like several months' salary, right?
3: Yeah. And at that time, I was like still too young to um, like having any salary or anything. So I decided to uh,
1: make my own fursuit. Mm-hmm. And what was your first fursuit? Was it the husky or? Yep, it's the husky. Oh, yeah. The, the one where you, I just saw the video with you said like, dumb, dumb husk. Is Is it that husky? Oh, that's a different husky?
3: Yeah, that's that's the one I commissioned from um Kemusiki. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about know. that. Sorry about
1: that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. okay. Yeah. So so you made your first fursuit mainly as a response because commissioning a fursuit would be really expensive for you.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. I did have a question about the cost then. What about like buying fur? Like like is buying fur like, is it just that much cheaper in Vietnam or like where do you get your fur?
3: Yeah it's um it's actually much cheaper in Vietnam mm-hmm. um, Let me see if I remember right sure um, sure It's around ten dollars for like uh, a meter
1: mm-hmm. per meter
3: okay yeah per meter
1: and, and, so, you, and you, so so you're buying in Vietnam you're not buying it like from China right?
3: No we have like um we have a small store in uh, my local that's selling
1: mm-hmm. fur. Oh, nice, nice. So the yeah. d- domestic industry. Yeah. I feel like I've heard stories from like Filipino furs and um maybe Tifers, um, Tail, who said that, you know, because the cost of commissioning these makers is just so high. And remember, guys, we're talking like third world countries where just the salaries aren't as high as, as what we're used to in the West. It's very hard for the people, you know, in these countries to to commission like really, really expensive suits. So, again, I think I've heard stories about like people in the Philippines, they just make their own suits, even if they're not professionals. Like they said, you know what, I just want to try it. And in in a way, I feel like that's very creative. I really feel like it's it breeds creativity and it also gets people to like explore their interests, their artistic interests. And they might even become a fursuit maker. Who knows? Yes. And I wanted to, I wanted to say for Bio, when you were making your suit, though, like, did you have any sort of like, for a suit making senpais, like people that you admired and like people who you really liked their style? Like, was there anyone in mind? Yes, definitely. The first one, definitely, is uh, Matrices. I'm not too familiar with that person.
3: Yeah, let me see. Um, so. Can you share a link, maybe? Yeah, I will send it to you later.
1: Okay, I see the link now. Matrices. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Okay, I've never heard of this person. They look Western.
3: Yes, uh, she's a Western first suit maker. Mm-hmm. And when I first start to do first suit making, and she posting on the tutorial for right. online, yeah. That's really so, nice of this person. Yes, that's like my first ever like first suit making teachers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you contacted this person? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, that would be so nice. Like, I feel like they would be really honored and uh, flattered if you say, like, yeah, you're you're one of my senpais, so.
3: <laughs> that's, that is that's my, uh, like, um, my first senpai. And mm-hmm. the next one is um, Kimono Lai. Oh, K-Line. Yeah, K-Line.
2: Yeah, K-Line. That's interesting. So you have influence from both a Western maker and a, a Japanese maker as well.
3: Yeah. I've been, like, influenced in the Japanese style the most. Like, I really like the... the the emotion and the eyes yeah
2: yeah it is definitely it's a very cute and more stylistic choice compared to the toonie style that you typically see in the west.
1: Does Vietnam, by any chance, have any animals or creatures that you would say are unique to Vietnam? Like they could be real creatures, or they could be like mythological creatures. I know in China there's something called like the qilin or tiling in Mandarin. But, like, you know, does Vietnam have any of these animals?
3: They are, but most of them is um, influenced by the Chinese cultural. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have black dragon, furnace, and, right. like, yeah.
1: Have you ever thought about making those kinds of fursuits, like dragons or phoenixes?
3: Well, maybe a dragon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. loves dragons. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dragons are <laughs> popular. I've seen a lot of dragons. They are popular. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, let me ask you like this. Like, do you prefer Eastern or Western dragons? I think, I think that's the better question. Mm
3: i prefer the um, eastern dragon more
1: since have you seen anarchy anarchy yeah have you seen anarchy before i'll I'll, fla- I'll i'll share the link later like we can flash a picture of anarchy uh he is a long long creation all right yeah he he's a singaporean fur oh that guy yeah yeah he is a long, long creation he's singaporean uh he's also quite short uh that guy is very known very well in singapore i'll say that oh he yeah a... i know him yeah, yeah, yeah I... shout out to anarchy i guess so if you're watching this Anarchy, yeah. thank
2: you <laughs> <laughs> now i know if you've talked about your influence based on western and eastern fursuit makers but what about other vietnamese fursuits in general do they take more inspiration from the west or from the east
3: maybe i i think they um, take more influence from the west like i know uh, a few furs, fursuit maker in vietnam And most of them doing, like, fursuit with uh, Tunis style or Western style. Mm.
2: All right. What about realistic style?
3: Mm, Currently, there's none. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It just Mm. seems
2: like a very expensive and time intensive thing to put work into. But, like, Mm -hmm. the actual product that comes out of it is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We could see that. Yeah.
1: We could see more fursuit makers in Vietnam. And actually, that was a question I had. Like, are there other fursuit makers in Vietnam that you can share um, like if you can like name them off the t- off the top of your head, and maybe we can like flash them those pictures later.
3: Um yeah sure. The first is the uh, Kami Kitsune.
2: Kami Kitsune.
3: Yep. Um. Next is uh Rest Dino. And let me see. There's a few more, but um I cannot remember their their name right now. So. That's all right.
1: Yeah, we'll flash up those names. Yeah. Uh, later. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, we can show them later
1: all right there's definitely more than i thought i want to add that in like there's definitely more like venues for some makers than i thought because like, i think you're the only one i know <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah like um recently the, um the furry fandom is uh, more like um, there's more people in voting in the fandom oh yeah so uh,
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's always good to know that there are a growing number of furries joining no matter where they are in the world and especially we definitely hear more about how each culture is a little bit more unique or they have their own unique features compared to furries in other countries or places like Singapore has its own kind of unique culture compared to like Japan and Hong Kong and Thailand and all that. Speaking of uniqueness, uh, you've already mentioned that it's cheaper to buy fur from a small little local store in Vietnam. What other unique traits or unique challenges are there to fursuit making inside of vietnam um funny is
3: that like we have a, like a cheaper range of fur uh, in vietnam from right. a local store but that's mm-hmm. also the the challenging <laughs> like although we like uh, having cheaper fur but we don't have like um the variety of color
1: so so that at that point i guess you have to like import it from somewhere else
3: yeah usually we're gonna import from china
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's yeah mm-hmm. I think that's the most um, challenging part. Currently, I think we have like uh, we have everything we need to make um, a good fursuit
1: Mm-hmm. Like I'm really excited to see what kind of fursuits come out of Vietnam because like it almost seems like every single country has their like primary fursuit makers. And I really feel like there's like a strong dominance of the West. But I feel like we also have some really good makers in the East, you know, and, and, and the podcast is about mm-hmm. showcasing people um, in Asia, the creative people, the amazing furs in Asia. And so, like, I'm really excited to see, like, where the, um, the state of fursuit making will be in Vietnam in, in the coming years.
3: Yeah, we have really like great really like, um, fursuit maker in here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, yeah,
1: Yeah. good to hear. Okay, thank you so much, guys. Um, let's move on to our next section, comparing contrasting fandoms. So as always, uh, let's start off with something simple. Uh, how can you describe Vietnamese furries? What characteristics do they have? And again, just as a reminder, let's go with Kusu first and then Bio.
0: Hmm. How can I describe the furry? The Vietnamese furry. Um,
1: yeah. I think I will. I mean, I can describe
0: them with three words: is curious, enthusiastic, and young. I believe that mm-hmm. young the fandoms here are still like in the early stage, quite lack of independence. From what I see, most artists are just like, they just like the ideas to draw furry stuff, but they don't really invest much in the fandom. Some people who are furries, but they need to focus on their career, which leads to them not having much time within the fandom. So mostly in the fandom right now, there are a lot of new furries. Yeah.
2: I think we heard something similar when we talked to furries in Thailand or even furries in... Mainland China as well. A lot of young people coming in uh, with not a lot of older furries as well. It's kind of like a kind of an, an imbalance. But that'll soon change when those younger furries grow older and get other furries interested that are younger than they are in the coming years.
1: How old do you think that the fandom is, though, Kusu? Like, I'll ask. I'll ask a quick question to you.
0: I think like I don't remember like how when the Vietnamese furry has formed. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have a specific time for that.
3: Um, I think I may know. It's if, if I remember right, it started in a small group from DeviantArt. Oh. Yeah, and then to Infinity, and finally uh, to Facebook.
1: Wow, so, so you guys started um, with DeviantArt. There's like a group for Vietnamese furries in DeviantArt. Or else you think it's, that's one of the earlier like, meeting points, one of the earlier, like, uh, platforms that you guys used?
3: Yeah, I think um, before that, they, before that, um, there's only different art for mm-hmm. people to uploading their art and stuff. And people start, like, getting to know each other. And then they finally form a small group of, like, Vietnamese furries. And mm-hmm. then
2: after that, they start growing sounds like the back in the 80s when the u.s furry fandom was just beginning it was just a small group of artists coming together and deciding to do the same thing they enjoyed with a bunch of new friends and stuff yeah
0: i think like this was around 2008 when the internet was more accessible in vietnam and it was then that Vietnamese people Mm -hmm. know about the furry culture but it's only a few people Furry culture right now is like only at the hobby stage and hasn't yet grown fully into like a
1: lifestyle yet you know there was like a period of i guess like turmoil in vietnam and you know that's the vietnam war and obviously like at that point it would be kind of hard for you know vietnamese Furry fandom to kind of foster during that period, like in the seventies and in the sixties. I think like that also maybe contributed to this sort of like lateness of the I guess like the growth of the Vietnamese furry fandom. But you know, interesting enough, I don't actually know very many furries from Vietnam. I really think Kusu, you're the first Vietnamese furry I've met, and then Bio probably the second. And I probably asked Bio at one point, "Do you know Kusu?" Because like he's like the only Vietnamese furry I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're rare. Like, cause if you came to like. Infernity, you're probably the only Vietnamese furry. I think we had one Vietnamese furry attend Infernity in 2019, but I'll have to go check the uh, the list, the attendee list again. But yeah, like you, you're probably like the only one who I really know, you and B.O. But you know, like, I don't think that there's like this sort of like presence that Vietnamese furries have like in the greater furry fandom. Yeah. And that leads me to my question, which is why is it that there may not be like visibility Of Vietnamese furries in the fandom as it is like for example is there like a language barrier or you know is there something about the fandom that makes it want to be independent or isolated or I don't know do you have any thoughts about that Akusu? Most Vietnamese furries are like from the two big cities is Hanoi and Ho
0: Chi Minh City compared to like other furry fandom from other countries I would say the Vietnamese furries are still small numbers. Mm-hmm. Like you guys may know, like our furry fandom is still pretty young, and we have a lot to learn and to improve. But and yes, like you said, Vietnamese furry and most furries that I know tend to stay hidden, and Vietnamese furry have like a language barrier that prevent mm-hmm. them from engaging with other furry fandom. But also, like Vietnamese furry and most furries that I know tend to stay hidden or be together in the small groups. Right. Well, they're shy to talk about it. Even if like they have their favorite furries on the internet. It's really hard sometimes to express themselves due to like different cultural understanding. You know, like the previous question when you asked Bio about why he didn't like asking the the fursuiters is because like well, Vietnamese furries are also pretty shy and when <laughs> when they like a popular furry outside Vietnam most of them don't really approach them directly because they don't want to bother them.
1: Sure. So can can I ask B.O. the same question? Like, 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 is there anything you want to add to what Kusu said? Like, Vietnamese furries not being visible in the fandom. Do you have anything you want to add to that?
3: Uh, no. Actually, Kusu is uh, pretty right about that. That's the problem. Mine is the same. Yeah, <laughs> like, thank you. Um, yeah.
2: Okay. So what I remember from some of the previous episodes is that there were some furries that had to deal with parents who might not be supportive of their hobby or ones that really were supportive and even helping buy them supplies and fursuits and stuff for them. But what about the case in Vietnam? Specifically, your parents and family, do they know about your furry hobby or your furry art and costumes? Uh, What is their reaction to that?
0: Well, my parents don't know about me being furry, but my cousin do. They are mm-hmm. mostly curious about why I like furry mm-hmm. stuff and I don't think like I'll tell my parents about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, I I actually
3: haven't told my uh parents what the furry yet. But they I think they they already know what I'm doing by now.
1: Be- because because like you're making fursuits, so it's kind of hard to hide that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have have they seen you wear your fursuit?
3: Um, yes, actually they did. <laughs> um <laughs> That's 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 oh funny animal costume. <laughs> have,
1: have, have they tried have, have they tried wearing your fur suit? Uh,
3: no, they
2: they haven't.
1: Like, <laughs> okay okay. Uh,
2: that's always a neat real little reaction. Yeah. It's like oh at a funny costume. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you have
1: like then you have like Rita's parents like Rita's dad from the Filipino furs episode. And then Ria's dad just helps her. Just like, he, oh, yeah. like, like Ria's dad just like goes around like, oh, like mm-hmm. l- let me let me learn how to take pictures of you in your fursuit or whatever. And I was like, oh that's 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 so cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what
2: I was talking about. Yeah. Super supportive parents.
1: Yeah. yeah. We kind of touched upon this topic a little bit when we talked about like Dojinshi cons, but what about just like meetups? Like I'm talking about before COVID. Like how often did you guys meet up and like is it easy to meet other furries in Vietnam?
0: For me it's only like one time per month. But I think I would consi- mm-hmm. consider it as a monthly meetup. And my group is just like pretty small in numbers, only like around four to five people.
1: Oh, interesting. Are, th- are they also artists or what, what? do they also do other stuff in the fandom or are they just like regular furries?
0: <laughs> they are just regular furries. Oh, wow. But, but I like them. I feel I feels comfortable talking to them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Usually we um doing like a small group meetup like uh Kusu. Before then, um like recently I'm we're starting to like um having like a, a small fur meet for furries in like local area. Yeah. Like in Ho Chi Minh or Yeah, because you live in
1: Ho Chi Minh, right?
3: Yeah, currently yeah. I'm <laughs> currently I'm living in Hanoi.
1: Oh, currently you're living in Hanoi. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I got I do I do have to ask like don't you think like when you fursuit though, cause I know you're a fursuit maker and you have a suit. Don't you think it's like really, really hot when you fursuit? <laughs> yeah, it's steaming <still> hot. <laughs> Are you just used to that now? Or or do you just like drink a lot of water and, and then like you only fursuit for five minutes or?
3: I'm kinda of used to it uh by now. Like mm-hmm. usually like, I can like um fursuit thing like around thirty to forty five minutes.
1: Wow. Yeah,
3: in this mm-hmm. weather
1: I just have to ask because this is a little bit re- relevant. Like, I know you have a Shiro Ogami head. Did you make that? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's yes, so I you also it. have the jacket, right? Yes, I do. Isn't it hot? Like, I, I every time I see your picture, like, man, this guy is burning. <laughs> 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 this guy looks like he's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna burn hot. Well, it's it's actually like it's hot
3: in uh, after like the um, when you put it on, but after yeah. like ten fifteen minutes, it start to feel like normal clothing.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. And that's what we call homeostasis. (laughs) Based on this discussion about the different small meetups and get togethers and the fact that most furries are around the two big cities. And those cities are not close to each other. Like you would have to like fly or take a long drive just to get from one place to the next one or the train. Yeah, there's always a train. So then, given that, do you think there will be a Vietnamese furry convention anytime soon?
0: Mm, to me, I think it's unlikely anytime soon. Oh. I mean, there was an attempt, but they realized it was not easy to organize a con. There were financial challenge. The organizers were also inexperienced, and mm-hmm. an event like that required paperwork with the local government. And even the medium-sized con would require a lot of management and people to make it happen. Furcons in many countries, whether they are fairly new or very old, have faced heavy opinions f- from the public. So right. that could play a part in why we weren't seeing a furcon in Vietnam anytime soon. But despite of that, the good things from other furcons around the world also like don't go unnoticed because some mm-hmm. international furcon event appears on our On our national news, talking about like their charities to various cause.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow.
2: Mm. It is actually very common for a convention in the West to have a charity or non-profit organization that they partner up with whenever they have their convention. And that they do like an art auction or whatever sort of donations that they do in the convention to give to that charity. And that's always a good look for those conventions. Uh, yeah.
3: Um, I think, like Kusu said, um, uh, I don't think we're going to have a fur any anytime soon. But we're trying to, like, um, arranging, organizing, like, a, a fur meet, like, um, right. frequently to see how the, how the community, how the fandom react to that, uh, to the meetup and mm-hmm. things like that before we can start playing on bigger
1: things. I think that's a good idea. I think like start small, right? Like maybe just do like a day trip, you know, yeah. like you yeah. take some friends to go to another part of Vietnam or you go spend a night somewhere, you know, away from your hometown, obviously go like on a trip, spend a night there, you know, so you get used to like, how does it feel to be around with a lot of people? How does it feel to book hotel rooms? How do you organize yeah. like dinners and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, start small and, and then work your way up. I mean, I'm still excited, though. Like, I, I feel very, um, well, excited about, about the future of the Vietnamese uh, furry community. Um, I mean, the, sa- the same thing we've kind of talked about, like, with the fursuits, like, like again, like, I really want to see more artists, more fursuiters, uh, fursuits, fursuit makers coming from Vietnam in the next few years. Um, and I think that's a perfect segue to our last question, actually. The Vietnamese furry fandom seems to be uh, quite young. And there's definitely a lot in store for you guys. And despite the whole COVID thing and, and everything, like I, I feel that inter- international travel will come back sooner than later. Um, but where do you guys see the fandom heading in the next five years? For example, we talked about the cons. Like, do you think it would be possible to have a con in, I don't know, like 20, 30 or something like that? Um, do you see like meet us being more popular? Like, do you guys have any, any, any thoughts?
0: For the past few years, I did notice that a lot of like talented people who get interested in furries have started to rise on social media. Some like to draw, some like to make merch or fursuit, or some are just like really good at interacting with other furries from around the world. So I do hope like the the furry fandom here will expand more than that in 5 years. And I don't think there will be a con in 5 years. I would say like that time is still considered too short. For us to like reach that goal. Vietnamese furry is like already joining in some fur on aboard, but mostly with within Southeast Asia. For example, like Viet Forever, have, have applied for boothing in Fur Square, Titel mm. to sell their merch and talk about like the Vietnamese furry in general. And some small groups have also like attended fur con from other countries to experience and to learn from them. Right. I think, like, my own experience is, like, I think I remember, like, when my first time when I go to a fur con is fur and I met you, Michael. Yep. And that is, like, the best experience of my life to know right, about, yeah. like,
1: <laughs> furries. It's such a different experience, right? Like, if you've never been to, like, such a huge event, especially if it's a fur con, like, it's such a different feeling.
0: Yeah. And talk about furcon. a bit off topic, but, like, I heard that fur is also, like, happen at the end of this year do you do yeah you planning to like oh am so, i playing oh
1: yeah. <laughs> um uh man if ct is listening to me I- i'm scared i'm scared now well i'm 50 50 i r- i really want to go i i can't say i will but i'm 50 50.
2: it all depends on covid right
1: yeah there's that but it's it's the quarantine getting back to taiwan oh i see like yeah we would still have the quarantine yeah but um, what about Bio? Uh, your thoughts on this topic of uh, where do you see the Vietnamese furry fandom heading in five years?
3: Mm, I'm not sure about
1: the furcon,
3: but um, I think after doing that time we can like um, we can schedule like furmeet like mm-hmm. once every one or two months, like for people to meet up and hanging out, meeting friends and stuff because uh, we are lacking in the manpower and to do the, to open the Furcon, So we need some more time to do that.
1: And I really hope I get to see you guys at future Furcons. cons. Like if Vietnam doesn't have one, then hopefully we can see you guys like either, um, here in Taiwan or, or back in firm or Thailand. Thailand will be really close to you guys. So yeah, we'd love to see you guys in the future.
0: I'm also planning to go to first square in the future. You want to go to <laughs> <That's> first? Square? <grade? laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely on my plans
2: oh, mm.
1: for the jujushis, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> I and knew, also I, I want to i want to meet up with some typho there they're really you, friendly you, do you want to meet uh who's his name uh keizo uh kenzo kenzo uh have you met up with kenzo
2: before
0: mm,
2: no i think i
0: haven't
2: okay okay he's cool yeah, yeah all right i think at this point it might be cool if they had like a you know how they have asean the little organization that is like a a meeting of different southeast yeah, asian countries yeah. together yeah. I wonder if they're eventually going to have that for just the furries that exist inside of Southeast Asia.
1: I don't know if there'll be a con for that, but like they definitely know about each other, I think. Like if you're in Vietnam, you probably know about Thai tails, I feel. Like it, like yeah. if you are Vietnamese fur mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Just like you guys said, hopefully the Vietnamese furry fandom will grow and we'll have a bunch of talented artists and fursuit makers and any other creators inside of that a community that'll really inspire people and just it'll just grow and grow from there
1: we live during exciting times and i am
2: i am uh super excited i want to go to vietnam and want to see you guys yeah yeah i feel the same way and thank you two so much for being on this podcast tonight Uh, go ahead and tell us where we can find you on social media then like you can give us your social media handles on the social media shout out section so you guys
0: can meet me on Twitter, and tw- my Twitter is x underscore kusunagi underscore x. Or you can you guys can just meet me on Facebook. Is my Facebook name is Chen Anh. All
2: right. So then Bo.
3: Yeah, you can you can um, find me on Twitter. It's Bo Husky thirty, and I'm also in Facebook Facebook.com dot Bo dot All
2: right. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great having you here tonight to talk to us about the Vietnamese furry Fandom. Uh, thank, thank you, thank Michael, you. for
0: inviting us for this podcast. Um, it's
1: really mm-hmm. nice to like share our experience to you. Yeah, we love getting to hear from you
2: guys. Thank you for having us today. And that's why we have the podcast. It's so that we can have people from different places around East, Southeast, just the Eastern Hemisphere uh, and share their experiences what they like, what they do, here on the Fox & Burger podcast. So that has been this episode of the Fox & Burger podcast with me, Burger. And I'm Michael the Macho And we will see you all in the next episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.